0: That's BlueNile.com
1: The Stories of Mahabharata Retold by Shudipta Bhomik Welcome, dear friends, to another episode of The Stories of Mahabharata. In the last episode, we heard Krishna try to entice Karna to join the Pandavas by revealing his true identity. However, Karna declined Krishna's offer to become the ruler of the world. After Krishna left, Vidur went to see Kunti. Vidur stood before Kunti and nodded his head in frustration. You know, I tried my best to stop the war. Not once or twice. I tried several times but Duryodhana didn't listen. Our old king Dhritarashtra's misguided affection for his son is not helping either. Today, Krishna also failed to bring them to senses. Now a devastating war is inevitable. It is because of this foolish and stubborn attitude of the Kauravas thousands will lose their lives. Kunti felt a sudden fear deep in her heart. She knew her sons the Pandavas are indomitable but the Kauravas are Bhishma, Drona and Karna on their side and these great warriors have the capability of destroying the Pandavas. Maybe Dhron will be kind to his students and not be his fierce self against her sons. Maybe Bhishma too will go easy on his favorite grandchildren. But Karna has no such affection for the Pandavas. He is desperate to kill them. He can do anything to please Duryodhan. If only... Kunti thought for a while and decided... She'd meet Karna. She felt the time has come to reveal the truth. Next morning, Kunti went to the banks of the river Ganges where Karna performed his daily worship of the sun god. Karna was standing knee-deep in the water facing the rising sun. With his eyes closed, And palms folded together, he prayed to his lord. Kunti asked her charioteer to stop at a distance. She got off the chariot and walked towards Karna. Karna was deeply engrossed in his prayers and couldn't hear her footsteps. Kunti stood behind Karna and waited. Unlike the other days, today Karna was taking more time in his prayers. The impending war and the sudden revelation of his identity by Krishna was causing a storm in his mind. He wanted to calm his tormented soul. Maybe his father, the sun god, would show him the right path, he thought. At around noon, when the sun was high up in the sky, Karna concluded his prayers and opened his eyes. As he turned around, he saw Kunti standing right behind him. Karna felt a lump in his throat. A sudden surge of emotion was overpowering him. With great effort, Karna controlled himself. He walked up to the bank and bowed to Kunti. O great queen, I am Karna, the son of Adhirat and Radha. Please tell me, what can I do for you? Karna stood with his palms folded. Kunti's eyes were moist. With a trembling voice, she said, No, Karna, you are wrong. Adhirat is not your father. You weren't born of Radha either. Kunti paused for a moment to gather strength. Today, I come here to tell you the truth about your birth. Karna, You are my son. It was I who gave you birth when I was only a mere child, a foolish unmarried girl. The sun god is your father. You were born in my father Kunti Bhoja's palace, a beautiful baby with a natural armor on your chest and divine rings in your ears. Karna didn't look surprised. He wrapped a scarf around his chest and said, Why do you tell this to me now? I want you to know who you are, said Kunti. You are not the charioteer's son people think you to be. You have royal blood in your veins. You deserve to be the king. I know who I am. Karna was impatient. He couldn't bear to stand in front of Kunti any longer. He felt like running away from this lady who claimed to be his mother. Is there anything else I can do for you? I am late and I should be back to the palace soon. Listen to me, my son. Join hands with your brothers, the Pandavas. Kunti reached out to touch Karna. Karna moved away. You are the older brother of Yudhishthir, Bhim, Arjun, Nakul and Sahadev. You six have the same blood in your veins. My blood... You shouldn't side with Duryodhan and fight against your brothers. Leave the Kauravas and together with your brothers win back what is rightfully yours, the throne of Hastinapur. Karna was speechless. Millions of thoughts raced through his mind. Here is Kunti, the queen mother of Yudhishthir, begging him to join the Pandavas. The other day Krishna, Lord Vishnu reincarnate, was promising him the throne of Hastinapur. Why is all this happening now? All these years he has been worshipping the sun god. For he felt an unexplainable attraction to the lord of the skies. He felt he heard the voice of his lord, the sun god, speak to him. Kunti is speaking the truth. She is your mother and I am your father. Listen to Kunti. She means well for you. Leave Duryodhan and join the Pandavas for that is the only way to bring about peace. Kunti was anxious. She asked, My son, are you, are you listening to me? Trust me. If you fulfill my request, you will be treated with respect just as a Kshatriya king should be. Nobody would dare to humiliate you as the son of a charioteer. The final words of Kunti sparked a fire in Karna's heart. He opened his eyes and said, My dear Queen Mother, I am not ashamed of my charioteer heritage. Adhirat and Radha gave me life. They brought me up while you abandoned me to die in the river. How could you expect me to leave them and join you? You deprived me of my Kshatriya heritage. You have done to me the worst crime one could ever do to their offspring. How could you be so cruel? And now you come and beg me to join your sons only to save them? Kunti was in tears. My son, trust me, I had no other option. It was foolish of me to use the power of the mantra without thinking of its consequences. I was only a child. Can't you forgive me for my sin? Karna felt his heart melting. He felt like throwing himself at Kunti's feet and ask for her blessings. He stood quiet for a few moments and then said, I hold no grudge against you. But try to understand, I cannot join the Pandavas. Why not? Nobody knows that I am a brother of the Pandavas. If I join them now, people would think I am a coward. They would think I am scared of Arjuna and trying to save my face. The sons of Dhritarashtra have always been kind to me. They respect me. They fulfill all my wishes, all my needs. I cannot forget that and abandon them when they need me the most. They have embarked upon this war only because I am on their side. I know what you say is for my good. But I am sorry. I cannot desert my friends. It is against my principle. Like any other soldier, I will give your sons a good fight. Karna paused and looked at Kunti's disappointed eyes as she slowly bowed her head down and prepared to leave Karna said you know nobody returns from me empty handed this is what I promise you although I am capable of killing all your sons I will not do so I will only fight Arjun to death in this battle either he will survive or me So, whoever dies, you will still be the mother of five sons, your five Pandavas. Kunti was astounded to hear this. With trembling arms, she embraced Karna and said, So be it. Let our fate decide what lies in our future. Karna stood stiff as he tried hard to control his emotions. Kunti released Karna from her embrace and as she was about to leave, she turned around and said, My son, please remember your promise. You'd leave my sons unhurt except Arjun. Saying so, Kunti turned around and walked away. Karna kept watching her as long as she was visible. Then he mounted his chariot and sped towards the Hastinapur Palace.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
1: Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. In the meantime, in Upaplabya, Krishna sat with the Pandava brothers and gave them the news of his failure to broker a peace deal I tried all methods of diplomacy but failed to bring Duryodhan and his father to their senses said Krishna I am afraid we have no other option but to fight this war Yudhishthira sighed well so be it let us then prepare for war first we must appoint a commander in chief for our army Who do you think is the best person to lead us in this battle? Sahadev suggested King Virat. Virat is a great friend and experienced in warfare. Nakul suggested Drupad. Our father-in-law has been our guardian since we left the palace. He is trained by the great rishi Bharadwaj and can counter Bhishma and Dron with equal might. Arjun said, I think the gallant warrior Trishtadumnya is best suited for this job. He was born of the sacrificial fire to destroy Drona and the Kauravas. He said, I understand Shikhandi is destined to kill Bhishma. Let us make him the commander. Yudhishthir then turned to Krishna and said, You are our chief advisor. Whom would you suggest? Krishna looked at the brothers and said, All the names you suggest are capable of leading your army. But if you want my advice, I'd go with Arjuna's choice, Trishtadumna. I think he's the best choice. Your advice is my command, said Yudhishthir. Tomorrow, after finishing our prayers, we'd march to the Kurukshetra and set up our camp. Day, the Pandava army marched towards Kurukshetra battlefield. The rumble of the chariot wheels, the sound of the galloping horses, the trumpet of the elephants, and the war cries of the soldiers sent shivers down the spines of the villagers along the way. Thousands of cooks, servants, healers, and workers accompanied the army. Draupadi and the other ladies stayed back in Upaplabhya. After arriving in Kurukshetra, Yudhishthir searched for an appropriate place to set up his camp. Finally, he selected the plains next to the river Hiranvati that had enough trees, grass, wood and easy access to supplies. He ordered his architects and workers to build the camps. Separate camps were built for the kings, warriors and healers. The camps were equipped with armaments, food, drink, firewood and other supplies. The Pandavas gradually settled down in the camps and engaged in developing war strategies. Balaram, the gallant brother of Krishna, arrived in the Pandava camp. Yudhishthir and his brothers greeted him with due respect and sat around him. Krishna was sitting next to Yudhishthir. Balaram looked at Krishna and said, I know you have tried your best to prevent this war. I pray you all survive the war unscathed. Yudhishthir, I told Krishna, both the Kauravas and Pandavas are our relatives. He should not side only with you, he should also help the Kauravas. His love for Arjun made him support you with all his might. This is unfair, and I can't support Duryodhan and go against my brother Krishna either. Duryodhan and Bhim are my students, and I love them both. So I have decided not to support either parties and recuse myself from this war. Balaram stood up and left the camp. Next came King Rukmi from the southern countries with his huge army. Rukmi is a gallant warrior himself and possessed several powerful weapons. He stood in front of the Pandava brothers and said, "Arjun, if you are afraid of Duryodhan's might... Let me help you. Alone I can fight the Kauravas and kill them all. Pishma, Drona, Karna and others. Nobody can defeat me. You can stay safe in your camp and I will take care of your enemies. Arjun felt insulted. He stood up and said, What makes you think I'm afraid? The great King Pandu is my father. Drona is my teacher. Krishna is my friend and I have my Gandiva. How can I be afraid? You talk about help. Who helped me when I fought the Gandharvas, the Nibat Kabachas, or the Kauravas in Virat? The gods bless me with divine weapons. I am not afraid of anybody. You are welcome to join us if you want. But I don't need your help. Arjun's words hurt Rukmi's ego. He left the Pandava camp and went to Duryodhan, and offered to help. But Rukmi's arrogance was too much for Duryodhana to accept either. He too turned down Rukmi. Rukmi went back with his huge army. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudip Tabamik. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Non-Commercial license.
0: Imagine Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: And now for some late breaking news. The podcast is also available as a book, Dwapar Kata The Stories of Mahabharata, published by HarperCollins, India.